I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And this is the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. And today, we've got a special guest on our hands. Hello. Who's that, Buck? Why is there somebody else on the line? What? Who is that? <laughs> yeah, we do have a special guest here coming to us from the uh, Jump and Shoot Mega Man podcast. Hi, Welcome. I'm Joey from Jump and Shoot. It's a Mega Man podcast. And am I the first guest that you guys have had on here? Indeed. Indeed. Oh, one. Number That's one. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Well, we're Thanks glad we could on. connect with you and get you get you on here and uh, kind of pick your brain a little bit. Uh, I think first, what I want to ask you is maybe a little bit of a history about your, you know, your love, your passion for games overall. Okay, uh, so obviously I love Mega Man. Uh, that's one of my my mainstays, right? Uh, but I, I, my my fun fact that I always like to throw out is that I learned how to read from Zelda, the NES Zelda. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a it's fun little... I mean, there's not a lot of text there, but the little text does kind of help. So you uh, always take things from strangers? Like, I, that's what yes. you learn? Yes. Nice. And I never go anywhere alone. Good. <laughs> Good. It is safer that way. Yeah. So uh, RPGs, uh, I guess it'd be considered, like, retro games at this point, right? You know, 2D side-scrollers, that kind of stuff. Those aren't uh, retro anymore. Those are indie games. I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Shit, you're right. Yeah. Um, new in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's mostly my history. But uh, Castlevania, Mega Man, Final Fantasy, probably the the triptych of my uh, gaming repertoire. And that's eighty percent of what we talk about on this podcast. So that'll Indeed. work out. And, and, and right hating on Konami too. So I'm right there with you guys. Fair enough. Maybe we can do an offshoot podcast where we just complain about pachinko machines. <laughs> Sound yes. good, guys? <laughs> well, very cool. So the podcast, I've, I've listened to uh, various episodes. I know Buck has, too. We really like what you guys are doing over there. And your your podcast actually started, I want to say, actually only a couple weeks before ours did. Same time around there. Yeah, I think I... A couple months ago. Right, yeah. I think we were on episode two when I made a Twitter and I remember you guys are one of the first people to follow us, actually. So thanks. Thanks for being a loyal Twitter follower. <laughs> That's right. Always. You're so, yeah, it was good serendipitous timing. Absolutely. And, and what was the what was the kind of like the the, you know, the trigger pull moment where you guys were like, we need to do this podcast. This needs to happen. OK, so. uh Basically, I was posting in a Discord server for Mega Man that was based on like the Reddit sub, the subreddit, uh, the Mega Man subreddit. And I'm not a huge Reddit guy, but I was like, I really need someone to talk to about Mega Man. And, you know, I went on there and they were two. I started meeting people on there and two of the guys who I was talking to uh, quite frequently, we ended up meshing well with. And we're like, you know, we have so much to say about these games. We might as well make a podcast. And then, like, I kind of threw the, out the idea, and they were like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, blah, blah, blah. And then I heard, which I'm going to make you guys listen to this after, after this episode, <laughs> but uh, it's a song called We Are Rockman, and it is, like, the commercial theme of Mega Man slash Rockman Soccer. And it is just an absolute, like, trip. I, I, I don't really want to say anything about it, but I remember after hearing that song, I was like, 
why isn't anybody dedicating a lot of time to making a podcast about Mega Man? And Mega Man 11 was looming on the horizon, and I was like, this is a good opportune time. So once I heard that song, I kicked it into overdrive, and I was like, come on, guys, we're doing this podcast. That's that's our really boring story. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think that's probably how, how most of them end up starting. Like when we started ours, I remember Buck came to me, because I'd done, I'd done a, li- I, I, had, I don't know how many like failed YouTube channels I have at this point. And, <laughs> and Buck was like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about starting one. He's like, you got any advice? And I think I just joked like literally like three statements in. I'm like, so when's the podcast going to start? We need to do one. Because, you know, we always just sit around for hours just talking about video games anyway. So like, what's the difference between doing that and just like hitting record and uploading it? Exactly. And we decided to do it like four days later. And, uh, and <laughs> that first episode is a, <laughs> it's a classic best work. <laughs> I didn't say with ours, it was only, oh. we were absent one person too. So it was only me and Wesley. And it was like three times longer than we anticipated. I think ours was too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we actually, uh, have a Twitter. You guys could follow us on twitter.com slash podcast jump. And you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, Spotify soon, hopefully, that will be up soon. Um, so if you guys are interested in listening to us in any capacity, if you even care about Mega Man, which, why are you listening to this episode? Uh, <laughs> then you can check us out. Yeah, we'll actually have you plug that at the end too. That way you can sandwich it. And depending upon maybe if someone like started the episode halfway through, I don't know how you do that. But that way they can have your information there at the end too. Cool. Yeah, every five minutes, I'm just going to say, it's going to be like one of those uh, infomercials like, Twitter.com slash podcast drunk just flashing across the screen. I thought it'd be like those old school rap songs like DJ Clue and just like shout out your ju- podcast jump just every few seconds. Just If you want to be my hype man, Buck, like, <laughs> please, like by all means, do so. No one better. No right? one better. <laughs> Something like that. So when you guys started the podcast, I'm just curious, like I remember when 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 Buck told me about your guys' podcast and I was just like, they're doing a podcast just on Mega Man. Um, how is that possible? Like, oh man, I'm not yeah. saying you don't have a ton to say, but like the first thing that went through my mind is like, I can't imagine doing a podcast just like on Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, Mega Man's probably my favorite overall game series. I know Chuck, you're obviously Ooh. Castlevania guy, so Ooh. yeah, that's what really drew me to you guys in the first place. Looking through Twitter, is like Mega Man podcast. Yes. Man, you guys are, are men after my own heart here. Uh, those are because those are all like my we're favorite married. students. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> there you go. I guess we're, it's polygamous now. That's that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually thought the same thing, to be honest. I actually thought the same thing, to be honest with you, because uh, I was like, how are we going to do a whole podcast on this? And you know what? As I'm going along, I'm finding that there is an unbelievable amount of stuff that we don't cover. Um, like one of the things that I really want to do is make like a uh, deep dives for each ep for each game in the main series and X series and blah, blah, blah. So like do an entire episode on Mega Man one, an entire episode on two. And that alone is like hundreds of not hundreds, but tons of, of hours of content. And it's like, we, even with our episodes being 60 to 90 minutes, we still have so much to say that doesn't get said. So, yeah, I mean, and then you have like, I absolutely adore the battle network series. I mean, there's, you know, six plus more games to throw in there. Right. Uh, and see, so for me personally, Battle Network is my like 
virgin territory. Like I have one and two, and I haven't really played anything after that. But it's on my list, and I really love the the first two games. I just it's been something that I've been meaning to get around to and procrastinating, but haven't. Yeah, I think three's in my top ten games of all time. So I heard that's... that I, I heard four sucks though. It does. Five is the worst. So four and five goes down a little bit, and at least they brought it around with six. Is six is pretty solid. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I don't really pay credence to that stuff because a lot of people say X3 is garbage. X3 is one of my favorites. What? Yeah, people say X6 is garbage, which it kind of is, but it's also awesome of a game, I think. it's. We can get into that later, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's best just, I feel like, when you're working with a franchise that you really love to just kind of go into stuff without expectations. You You set yourself up better that way hard too with x7 though you got to go in with a little i mean that i bought that on day one but that, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were bur- yeah no x7 is like that's the one exception to the rule i was gonna say because x7 is that's a whole can of worms <laughs> yes i have a little bullet point here x7 easily the worst designed bosses of all time am i right oh yeah i mean so you guys got you guys reached out to me and you said, hey, we're doing an episode about what your favorite Roma- robot masters are. <laughs> Ram masters. Uh, <laughs> favorite robot masters are. And I was like, I was like picking my brain to go see which one of my favorites were. I was like, X7 is nowhere even, <laughs> even near it. So, ah, uh, no, I honestly, we have 45 minute rants on X7. I'll, I'll leave that there. It's been, it's all been said. <laughs> you know, it's all been said. Oh, you'll find more. Good. There's always more, man. So uh, I also have a question. I know we talked about it a little bit before we got on the podcast. You guys have uh, a couple of cool little Mega Man jingles that open up your uh, several different uh, podcasts. You want to talk a little bit about uh, how those came to be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the only actual one that is Mega Man music is... Uh, one of our podcasters, Sable, uh, they made a uh, like a, a quick arrangement of the stage select theme from Mega Man X, and that was for our Plug Ball series. So we did a, a series of a brief interviews with content creators and members of the Mega Man community, and that was a, like a a sort of way of leading that in. And the other two intro songs that we cycle through are um, a song called uh, uh, "Lobster Lunch for One at Sea." by a band called Snort from Chicago. They're awesome. They have a band camp. I'll give you guys a link at the end of the episode so you can check it out. Really good, like, math rock band. And then the other was a couple songs that we used by the band Vasudeva, and they're like a instrumental band from New Jersey, New York area. So really cool ambient kind of... Not ambient, but, like, a little sexy stuff. Uh, very, t- like... Music nerdy, you guys would like it. I don't know. I Everyone, say, we we think our opening's pretty sexy. So. It is. Yeah, it is. It really sets well, the mood. Yeah, it is. Needs a little bit more music, maybe. I, I maybe. agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. No, nah, it's it, but like I, I like y'all's opening because it's so. I, I, one of the things that we struggled with when we started a podcast is like I don't want to spend that much time talking about nothing. And but then we ended up doing like a minute long intro, so it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of times we will just kind of like ramble about the subject or like what's been going on, 
like in like the last like week or two of what we've been doing. For instance, this episode, like I didn't even announce the Mega Man Robot Masters until you did. <laughs> it's like <laughs> picking up the pieces. Yeah. See, I'm not professional enough to do that. But here we go. I think all of us, I know especially me, I brought five uh, Robot Masters from the original Mega Man series uh, through the Mega Man X series. Those are pretty much what we handpicked from. I don't know if that's true for both of you. Yeah, I, I have yeah. a couple different lists. So uh, real quick, what is the what is the format that you want to follow here? Do you, are you looking at just we're Robot just gonna Masters? Do a, we're just going to do a round robin situation here. And yeah, we're just going to do... Well, it's going to be kind of the, all of Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's just going to be a situation where like, we're going to talk about our favorite Robot Masters, but believe you and me, I agree, a lot more goes into that. The power that Mega Man gets, the level, the music, all of that kind of goes into the importance of why we like that boss. So if that's part of your argument, by all means, bring it up. Okay, cool. And do you want to strict, or do you want to stick to Robot Masters, or are you extending this to Mavericks to the X series too? Or what's your preferred method? Mavericks and Robot Masters. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. That that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make that separation. People, I like Castlevania. I'm not not <laughs> deep, that deep dive into Mega Man, but I got five. I promise. Yeah, you played okay. pretty much every Mega Man game, Chuck. So I mean, you know what you're talking about. That's true. I've played pretty much. Every, uh, I've played all of the games that we're about to talk about, besides Mega Man Nine and Ten and oh. X7 through X8. Ooh. You are hurting yourself. Wait, did you guys... Real quick, this is really important. I don't know why I didn't ask this. Did you guys play 11? I'm still playing 11. It's been a okay. slow burn so far. And I played the demo. Oh, oh. Man. oh my goodness. Okay. Ooh, this is interesting. This so is, I'm is... actually not liking 11 as much as I'd hoped so far. And granted, it's been a slow burn, just a lot going on with work and whatnot. And, but I, I don't like the art style particularly. I don't know what your thoughts are on. I actually like Mega Man 8's art style better than 11's. I agree. I agree with that for sure. And I think if you put them next to each other, I think 8, I don't know, you might. If someone didn't know better, they might think 8 was actually the more recent game. But yeah, it's just mm. so well animated and everything. But yeah, and I feel like that, I mean, I've only beaten like four Robot Masters so far and haven't gotten that far into it. But I feel like Blockman, they put a lot of love into, and he's got multiple forms, and I didn't find that with all the other bosses. Yeah, I, I think that that was something that was a little underutilized. Uh, so here's a fun fact, and we have a, this is another plug. I was kidding about plugging myself every five minutes, but uh, <laughs> we we have a an ep the two part episode on Mega Man 11, um, and one of the things that the developers wanted to do initially with 11 is they wanted to make each Robot Master integrative or integrated into the levels so kind of like how impact man's drills follow you through the stage sort of they wanted to do that with each robot master initially um which kind of sucks that it didn't turn out that way because you could kind of see residual elements of that with Blockman having two forms and the rest of them kind of only having like a power or speed gear thing going on mm -hmm. So I, I I understand that complaint. I think visually I agree, but and I when I first saw Eleven's debut trailer, I was like, this is I was like, this is hideous. This looks like it, an ugly indie game. But probably like you, I was like, I don't care. It's a new Mega Man. I don't care what it looks like. It right? Also, yeah. So. That, yeah, that's what I said. But like, I was also very apprehensive, and I, the whole time going into Eleven, I was very appreh apprehensive. 
uh, the whole double gear system, the way it looked. Uh, but I don't know. Like the obviously, I still think eight looks a lot better. Um, I think it could have maybe looked better, at least like the sprites, the character models, not sprites, but character models uh, could have maybe looked a little bit less janky. But as a whole, I think the game, the backgrounds are beautiful. Like it's so fluid. That's the thing I was worried about. I was look, I was worried about it being choppy. I don't want to talk. Sorry, I don't want to talk about eleven that much. And I don't want to give too much of an opinion on it when I haven't completed the game yet, too. So I'm kind of more on just the first impression stages yet. Real quick, which ones have you done? Um, Blockman, Impact Man. Uh, what's the dude with the acid? Okay. Acid man, and then um, the dude with the uh, like the bolts. Bolt man. Bolt. Uh, <laughs> bolt. Why am I bolts? Uh, like the lightning. Oh, fuse man. Dude. Oh, like lightning bolts. Yeah. Uh, fuse man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the ones I've done so far. Okay. Cool. So you you knocked out a pretty good, uh, sizable amount of the game. You haven't gotten the Torchman stage yet, and I think that level is going to make you a little bit mad. I think I tried it. That's where like people they're like kind of intense, and you knock them over, and the screen kind of rolls with you. Yeah, um, it's very easy to die without the speed gear. Uh, yeah, see, I've actually I've died quite a few times, and it felt like an idiot that I I just forget to use the gear system. Period. So I just wasn't used to it with like all the other ones, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that'd be really easy if I just you know use the speed gear here. <laughs> So my first playthrough of that game, I did Buster only and without using the gears. And I, I would say that if you have the patience to do that, it's really optimal. I think the game is very, very well designed to play however you want in a way. Um, so I think that that helps too to try to look at situations maybe from like, oh, this is really hard or frustrating. How can I make it easier? I could use the speed gear or the power gear to make this quicker. I could use items or weapons. Um, like the Torchman stage that people complain about being a little hard because it's basically Quickman stage in a way. It's a different take on Quickman right. stage. Um, well, not on this stage, but that concept. Yeah, it's kind of just scrolling with you, and if you get hit by the fire, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a lot better than Quickman stage, but you can kind of freeze the wall with Tundra Man's weapon. Things like that definitely make it easier. So keep that in mind as you play through it, I think. Um, and it might help you. It might illuminate certain aspects of the game design, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. You've you pretty much gone complete beast mode, haven't you? Speed run the thing, right? I do, yeah. Well, you know what? I haven't really been keeping up with it because everyone was crushing my records. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i wasn't i'm probably still on the, the at least the top 10 for some of the stages um i could beat it in about 40 44 45 minutes something like that it was the last Damn. time I, I ran it yeah um i was working on a buster only run actually and then i got distracted and burnt out so it happens <laughs> well, I was listening to one of the episodes today and somebody mentioned, I don't know if it was you, they did like a no hit run. That was me. Yeah, I, I beat the whole game of 11 without getting hit. Good no, lord. No, I, I, I get the idea. <laughs> damn. Yeah, uh, well, I did it with 9 and 10. So you, you never played 9 and 10, so you wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, 9 and 10 had trophies or achievements I didn't play on PS3. 
uh, it had tro- or achievements that were well ten did where you have to beat the game without getting hit, and then nine had like an in-game challenge. So that was the first time I ever tried any kind of challenge run, and I had a I you know I've had experience doing it before, and I played. I, I think eleven is very conducive to that though because it gives you a lot of tools to like destroy everything on the screen. Um, once you get the bosses down, nothing is that bad. Um, there's a couple tough parts, but I don't know. I, I don't think it was too bad. I really don't think. I, I think it was e- way easier than nine and ten to not get yeah, hit. Yeah, I would. I would think so. I know ten. I mean, I personally didn't think ten was that hard. I know a lot of people think nine, ten, especially ten, are is pretty difficult. But I, w- I always thought Mega Man and Base was the hardest one to me personally. Yeah, that one is. That, well. <laughs> Everyone who I play podcasts with on the Mega Man are, are, are my two hosts. Um, they have very strong feelings about Mega Man and Base, and I'm a little bit more positive than them on it. But yeah, it's definitely the most difficult. Um, however, eleven Buster only with no gears is also very very hard. I would imagine that'd be way harder than Mega Man Base. I'm not saying that, but yeah, I think as a whole, but it's way more fair. Mega Man and Base has a lot of BS in it, I think. Um, but Mega Man Eleven with no gears and buster only is very it actually kind of reminds me of castlevania it's very pattern recognition intensive one of my favorite bosses that i'll be talking about actually uh it revolves around is in 11 actually a couple of these maybe in 11 maybe oh look at mistress mysterious mistress (laughs) keeping a mistress here for our polygamous relationship the three of us we have a lot of parties here people (laughs) All right, so do we want to go ahead and get started then? Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Uh, Joey, we'll let you go first. Okay, so what do you want just my whole list? Or no, do no, you no, want, I just want just one, one at a time. We're going to go like round robin until we through all of them, yeah. Okay, so that's 15. Because we know if we let you go five, you're going to talk for like 45 minutes. We'll never get out of here. So we got yeah, to no, five I'm just messing I'm going to talk you. for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can download my lectures on Blackboard if you want. All right, so I've got my first one here is... Uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say Centaur Man. I love Centaur Man. He's got a great design. I I love. He's a kind of a garbage boss. Uh, like lovely level though. Interesting concept, like a water level. That's a little bit not what you expect. Really cool design. It's just very unique. I know it's like a fan submission. Uh, crowd <laughs> the original crowdsource Mega Man before Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> that's right. That's um, Nintendo Power, wasn't it? Yeah, but so but fun fact. So was. Most of, if not all, the bosses from Mega Man 2. So think about that. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I love the design. I love, like, it, it just seems like it's taking a little chances. In a way, it sort of visually bridges the gap between, like, the animal robots of uh, Mavericks of X and, like, this just generic robot guys. Couple robot guys in the <laughs> classic series. So that's my first one. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to believe that came out after X because I remember used to to rent games back at the local game shop movies and more we had around town. And I remember being really surprised as only like six or so at the time. And I was like, there's a new Mega Man game for Nintendo after Mega Man X came out. What is yep. this? Yep. And it, there were so many copies of that in Toys R Us that nobody bought. Just like, <laughs> like whole copies of Mega Man six that just nobody touched. So I feel so bad for that, man. I get so sad when I think about that. Because it's a good game. I like it. Does, it gets hate, too, that I don't feel like it should. Better than five. <laughs> I agree with that. All right, Mega so Man 6 was the first one I ever played, so... Ooh, see, I, that was I my girlfriend's it. first, too. The first one that she played was that. 
I mean, I, well, I kind of forced her. It was like a captive audience. audience. So not the mistress, but your girlfriend. My not my mistress. Right here, it's hard. You didn't start with six. <laughs> she is in Italy for the next five days, so mm. you know there is no mistress. There is no mistress. <laughs> Got it. Understood. Wink. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go next because I don't like want to end it because I'm that awkward Mega Man dude who's going to be like, yeah, they got cool colors. I like the music. <laughs> go ahead, Buck. Um, so I'm going to rep X3 right off the bat. Got to oh. do it. There we go. Neon Tiger. Yes. I like Neon Tiger. One of my using my honorable mentions. No, Neon Tiger is awesome. He's got a great design. Basically, just like a humanoid tiger with like energy Wolverine claws. Super cool design. He shoots little, I guess, little orbs out of his tail. But so the main reason I like Neon Tiger, he's he's the easiest boss to go for first in X3, typically. Whoa, no, no, no. I think I so. Huh. I don't think X3 is a difficult game at all, though. Yeah, I, for, for as much. You have played black... the crap out of X3, to be fair. It's not super difficult, but you have played X3 more than any other X game, probably with the exception of maybe the original. Oh, I'd say I'd play it more mm. than the original. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's the easiest boss to take out first, which is the Mega Buster. The theme oh. in that, uh, in his <laughs> urban jungle stage, is it's just like this awesome kind of melodic rock situation. I think it's just like a great opening to the game. And uh, I love the power that he gets Mega Man. It's just kind of like a poor man shotgun. The uh, the race splasher thing that kind of just like shoots in different directions randomly. Yeah. So it's kind of it's almost like gimping yourself a little bit. Spray and pray. Yeah, yeah, but I exactly. love the charge thing where it sets the the immobile turret like right above you and just kind of yeah. shoots in like six thousand directions and nothing dies. I just think it's cool. <laughs> it does, yeah, <laughs> it's not really useful, but it looks cool. Uh, yeah, and it is it is a cool concept. Uh, you have interesting takes on X three. I personally I love X three, and I think it gets a lot more hate than it deserves, uh, especially by newer fans. But uh, I don't know, man. Tunnel Rhino, Tunnel Rhino, and uh, Blizzard Buffalo all follow the same AI script. So, it, they, like, if you don't die in the midsection of their level, they do the same two moves over and over again, basically. Well, I didn't um, analyze the code, so I, I think Neon Tiger wins. He's, <laughs> but uh, everyone I've ever said that's done ti Neon Tiger first gets shrecked by him. And I, I don't think X3 is that hard either, but um, interesting. I like, I, I applaud your, your skill, though. Well, I think X3, too, I mean, I just have a special place for it because I loved Zero growing up. And that's the first time you could actually play Zero. So that was freaking mind-blowing at the time for me. So I put a ton of time in X3. Go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, that grind for the golden armor. God, I love doing that. <laughs> no good. And then getting Zero accidentally killed back when I was little. That was that was traumatic. <laughs> Somebody in the Mega Man Discord died to the boss that you're supposed to kill with Zero. I've never <laughs> had that happen. You know, like where you 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 um you kill that fish robot or yeah, fly exactly. robot. They died to him. I was like, how do you he dies in one hit from yeah, the Buster? Who goes into a boss door without charging their their laser? You know? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's get the let's get the next one. I I could rant about Neon Tiger forever. All right. Well, I'm just going to start out with uh, going a little old school with the uh, the very first uh, even level I played in a Mega Man game. The first boss I beat would be uh, good old Bubble Man from Mega Man 2. Mm. That theme is incredible. That theme, yeah, that. the theme's amazing. The Just the visuals in the background, I think it still looks cool with the waterfall going back there. 
I mean, the worst part of it, honestly, is Bubble Man himself. Because he's kind of a letdown. Yeah, I mean, look at him. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Poor guy. Yeah, but his power owns Wily at the end. He's <laughs> such a vamp. Yeah, it's like the only thing that it owns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, too, like, the it was the first time, too, I played a game where they kind of had the water physics there. Where you jump up and you jump 50 feet in the air because you're in the water. That was freaking cool. It's like, man, this is awesome. Just the whole presentation, like you said, the music, and it said nostalgia because it was the the first stage I picked in Mega Man 2, which is the first one I played, so kudos to you, Bubble Man. I'd like to take a moment of silence and just be like, that was a good water level. Yes. You don't I, get those very often. I, I've said this about Mega Man in the past. It is the only game I can think of where I really enjoy the water and the snow levels. Maybe not the snow levels as much. But I was going to say, jump, jump, slide, slide, jump, jump. That's not a level to me. That is like <laughs> an excruciating part of my childhood I'd like to forget. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I think when I think of like the NES or the NES, um, I think of the waterfalls in Bubble Man stage. It's just like very <laughs> iconic. It stands out, you know? Yeah, it really does. And it, it pops and I don't know, just looks really cool and the music is is pretty sweet i mean music in mega man 2 overall is amazing really the whole mega man series but i mean bubble man stage in particular is a, a classic i go back to it's even on my gym playlist so can't get away from bubble man's theme there you go I, i've always said it's a, a little bit melancholic i just like a little kind of sad you know at least the beginning a little intro yeah a little do, bit do, 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 do. yes all right uh my turn now right yeah yes. you're up Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, I want to clarify my list is in no order. I'm just kind of throwing out like that's my fine. top. Uh, next one is going to be this isn't this one. I don't know if everyone has played this one. Uh, Jupiter from Mega Man Five is a so Mega Man V. Uh, for, oh, for the Game, Game Boy. Boy. Yeah, Jupiter's awesome, man. Like he's he's like kind of a bird avian thing. Looks uh. Looks real or like no, not not really a a bird, but like he looks like he just looks interesting. Doesn't really look like a whole lot of other things in the in the series. And uh, one of the coolest powers in that game. It's just interesting boss. Five Mega Man Five or V, um, if you want to avoid like uh, false cognate there. Uh, <laughs> that one is really underrated, I think, and it's probably one of the standout bosses from that game to me he looks like he was more of almost ripped out from an anime than just a Mega Man game yeah maybe that's i, I don't really like uh anime styles that much but for some reason he does he does really look like i think it's the hair man you know <laughs> that, that cool little <laughs> he's almost hair got, helmet yeah. whatever that is yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like he listened to a lot of under oath and my chemical romance in his youth and he just <laughs> he straightens his hair he's just but yeah he's, eyeliner yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look carefully, you can see the eyeliner on it. <laughs> Have you ever played that one, Chuck? Heck no, that's why I'm silent. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, now you need to play it. Um, you can get them to 3DS if you have a 3DS. Of course I have a 3DS. There it's a quality go. system. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on the Virtual Console. I think it's like five bucks. And it's definitely one worth playing, too, because on the Game Boy, they start out just rehashing, basically, and then they end up like with, you know, 5 there, V, whatever you want to call it, they end up with their own games, which is pretty cool. 
And they had a is that the one with the cat in it? Yes. Nice. They should have brought him cat. Yeah. Or is that one of the bosses? No, it's like no, Rush. Tango. It's yeah, he kind of replaces Rush in it. Um five does have a lot of reuse of assets or like kind of bits and pieces of other levels and other Mega Man games. Um, but it is wholly unique as especially compared to the other four. It has all the bosses in it are pretty much very unique to the game. I think Anchor or Punk is in it, I can't remember. Um they were in the other Game Boy games, but it, it it like honestly it's better than Mega Man five. To me that's the real Mega Man five. <laughs> A bold statement there, but I mean I'm not gonna uh, one of my buddies, one of his favorite games ever is Mega Man five, but I mean I like it for what it is, but probably my least favorite out of the first six. Yeah, I mean it honestly to me there's no real bad classic game. Five is is still really good. It's still a really good game, I think. It just got some... Uh, one of the hosts on our podcast, he described it as Mega Man doing Mega Man things, and that's it. And I can't <laughs> anymore. He's just jumping and shooting, just mm-hmm. not as well. It's not as well, yeah. It's not as quite as interesting. All right, All right what's, so. what's the next one? All right, well, my next one's for Mega Man 3. Buck, I think that's your, your favorite from the original series, if I'm that not mistaken. Is. Bringing out Snake Man for this one. I think he has a a pretty badass design. And I love the first half of his level where it's like made up almost completely of snakes. And you got the snake heads kind of just like being the main enemy. The one thing I don't like about the level is the second half where it's like a jank like airman stage. And I'm not really (laughs) sure why. Um, I, I don't know what they were thinking there. But, uh, I like Snake Man's design mostly. I think he's actually a pretty boring boss overall as far as the battle goes but i like the fact that he just like throws little little snakes at you and they just go across the ground and that's what you get is your power i thought that was kind of cute in a masculine way what you don't like standing in one spot and shooting the boss because that's basically what you do is that you like literally just yeah. stand in there and jump yeah and... <laughs> he's not he's not difficult it's not a very interesting like, the most interesting part of the battle is that there's like like different heights to the floor that's like yeah. the own it's not a very well-designed boss arena or battle, but he has a really cool design to him, and the first half of that level is pretty tight in the way that, like, literally the entire landscape of the level is just, like, snakes on snakes on snakes. It's just kind of cool. I like not the dynamic. Plane, but... of, no, not on a plane. Well, kind of, yeah, because there's, like, <laughs> there's kind of, like, uh, those little things in the clouds that come out that are sort of like planes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, those missiles? Or, like, yeah, those missiles, bullet bills? Yeah. yeah, they look like bullet I've always thought they were bullet bills. Um, yeah. No, I, I really like that dynamic because if you think about it, the the, ho- the first half of the stage is horizontal and then the second is vertical, kind of mostly vertical. So it's yeah, like, what is Snake Man doing in the clouds? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. What is he smoking a lot of weed? <laughs> he is green. He's, so, <laughs> That's I don't, true. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense, but I've I just accepted it. I, I I like the level. I think it's it's an interesting contrast to the beginning of the level, which is very like kind of same green and black, and then it goes to this like kind of pretty sky. But yeah, I guess when you bring it up that way, it does kind of make no sense. Yeah, so just take Snake Man off the list. Terrible option. <laughs> no, I love Snake Man. Snake Man's great. And that's all I got to say on him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, let's just, slither uh, on to the next one. Yeah, there we go. We got transition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give some love to Mega Man 4. And uh, one of my favorites is Skull Man. 
Oh, you stole one of mine. Oh, Skullman's on yours too. Skullman is amazing. Well, but mostly the for the level. level. Yeah, the design of the level is awesome. Again, the music is amazing. I get that stuck in my head that Skullman theme all the time. And it's just really I think good. he is one of the best theme levels in the original six. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, that archaeological kind of theme to it is really cool. The bones. And <laughs> it's like the closest you get to a Castlevania game because you got those skeleton dudes that remind me of the derpy skeleton guys who throw the arced bones during like any <laughs> Castlevania game you ever play. And then like if you hit them once, they like except they don't fall really to die. Pieces. Yeah, they <laughs> fall to pieces. Well, well, no, they do. The red ones don't die in Castlevania. So I see your Castlevania comment, and I raise you. Uh, Pharaoh Man stage, Shade Man stage, and Blade Man stage. Yeah, I was thinking Shade Man especially. Well, I do yeah, like that... Shade Man. Shade Man's great. Yeah, Shade well, it's coming up. Shade is no. I, I'll give a spoiler, and he's not on my list. But uh, I a lot of people conflate Shade that Shade Man stage with Castlevania. Uh, but it's actually more like ghouls and ghosts themed. But I always thought there was a lot of Castlevania influence there too, for sure. It's not hard enough to be ghouls and ghosts themed. Nothing really just is. ridiculous. Nothing really is. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Skullman yeah. rules. Skull that's a good stage. Uh, oh, I, uh, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was I just got... gonna say it's uh it, it does the sky thing too though. Yeah, it even even changes colors when you get there later on the stage. Mm-hmm. So the sky turns out blue and it ends up being like a red sky right before you get to Skullman. Terrible night to have a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I do need to make a shout out to Skullman because he did. He was the the grandfather to Neon Tiger because he invented the Ray Splasher. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, good call. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he also pretty... stole from Woodman, so gets a little bit from everybody. That's, that's true. true. Neon Tiger is a little bit cooler than Woodman. <laughs> oh yeah, Most, mostly everyone is. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert: He's on your guys' list. Well, I no. didn't like to say that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think Skullman, he he looked really cool. He's pretty unique. And again, um, Little Buck thought Skullman was mighty cool back in the day. He's pretty edgy. He is. Yeah, he, he he really is. He was edgy before it was cool to be edgy. Right. But yeah, between that, <laughs> the boss, the music, the stage, everything, I think he definitely deserves. He's getting a spot on my list just because of that. Nice. I feel like he resonated with a lot of Napalm Death fans for sure. <laughs> I think so. Great. Uh, wait, who's is it? Mike? Yeah, yep. you're, you're oh, good. Okay. Keep up. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna switch gears here, man. I'm switching gears to Mega Man X bosses now. Um, not intentionally, but uh, I'm gonna give Storm Eagle. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Rep my boy Storm Eagle, man. Storm Eagle rules. I maybe I just like avian things. He was so close to making my list. I had a couple honorable mentions, and he was one of them. Yeah, he's he's just a cool design, very colorful. Uh, it stood out to me as a kid. Um, I think his backstory is interesting. How he sort of like he's not a bad guy, but he's just a very loyal, militant dude to like his beliefs and like. Uh, the story is kind of with him. It's like, uh, you know, he was loyal to Sigma before Sigma went Maverick, and he just kind of stayed with him out of loyalty because that, you know, that's closer to his code than betraying someone, right? And like he knows it's wrong. He's he's ambivalent. It's like the first time you see 
uh, ambivalence in a Mega Man story, a little bit of depth. So he gets that for me. I love his stage, love that music. Uh, that is one of my favorite songs to play on guitar when I sound check anything. Uh, it's just a really cool, really cool stage. I love the aircraft carrier feel. It feels very fast. The boss himself is basically weak to the dash, so he kind of sucks. He's probably the easiest boss in the entire Mega Man franchise, one of the or X X series anyway. But just just you love mean him, just man. with Buster? Then I take it he's no Spark Mandrill with a power. <laughs> oh no no he's still a baby to the Senate or the Chameleon weapon, but um he gets blasted by that Buster. I think even he's easier than Chill Penguin. I think Buster only. And most people fight him with the Buster anyway. He's more annoying than Chill Penguin is because he takes longer. Because he's he off does. screen more, which yes. is a burden. Yes, and uh, first run Storm Eagle is a speedrunner's, like, a lot of people quit. Like, if Chill Penguin doesn't get you, then Storm Eagle does. Not because they're hard, but because you can it get a... taking time. Yes, you get a bad pattern and waste a couple seconds. If he starts doing a lot of dives, it's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad you brought him up because I think Eagle actually has one of the coolest stages in the fact that it's not like a box. It's actually open on the yes. on the uh, space carrier or, or the whatever it is. I can't well, remember. That's a cool thing. Just the X stages in general, they let you explore a little bit, like the capsules and everything being hidden and what I always thought looked like a, a huge pack of cigarettes there. Yeah, I did too. They they like kind of light up like cigarettes too. <laughs> But yeah, just the exploration it gave you, it wasn't just everything doesn't doesn't feel as on rails with the X series. And I think that was just that level is a really good example of it. Totally. Uh, I, I think the the little helmet upgrade is kind of a, a little in kind of a weird position, but underutilized. Like, underutilized, sure. too. Yeah. But like just like where it is, is kind of funky. Uh, but I like I think you nailed it when you said that it, it gives a sense of openness. And not only literally because the level is literally open, but it also kind of like the exploration part of it is there. Because like there's a ton of vertical space in that stage, like, you know, where you get the sub tank and you climb that little thing and break mm -hmm. the glass. Um, so there's a lot of interactability with it. You're like, how do I get up here? There Maybe there's something up there. And like it forces you to explore the stage. Too, so. And that leap of faith to get to the heart container at the beginning. Oh, yeah. So good. So and good. I also also love the uh, after you beat him and then he crashes through on Spark Mandrill stage and changes that up. So that was yeah. a cool touch. Yeah. yeah. All those. Yeah, that's why I always did uh, Storm Eagle second in that game. It was always Chill Penguin, Storm Eagle, Flame Mammoth. So then you're off to the races. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was always there. I've seen Storm Eagle a lot. I'm very acquainted with him. He and I are buds. Um, so, yeah, he's he's up there on my list. Very nice. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Well, we're removing Skull Man from my list, but I got <laughs> backups, so no big deal. Now, I think that this may be a controversial favorite because it's probably one of the most overly spoken about robot masters in the Mega Man series, and that is, of course, Metal Man. Um, pretty controversial, but I think he's got a great design. First off, his level. For having that many conveyor belts is actually really fun. Because mm -hmm. it keeps the, you popping and jumping. Yeah, well, and it, it, it's perfect with the music. Oh, yeah, very oh, fast. Yeah, very fast pace. He's got actually a pretty... I think he's got a, 
I don't think he's a very difficult boss either, but he's got a very fun. He just jumps around, throws the saw blades at different angles. He's he's pretty cool. And then obviously you get the most overpowered sub weapon in Mega Man history (laughs) right there. Yeah, I actually would say the launcher from X7 is a little better as a whole. I think I wouldn't know. Good. Just don't ever play it. Just don't. Just don't. It's been so long. I don't remember. <laughs> Keep it that way. But can you use it five hundred times in a stage without? Yeah, getting... it's it's got infinite ammo, so you okay. can just use it however much you. I mean, Metal Blade basically does too. But can you but... aim it in all directions? Uh yeah. It also like tracks Wait. and stuff. Well, it does sound pretty badass. Then it checks all the boxes. <laughs> I... You well, you know what? No, I don't know. Maybe it, that sounded contrarian. Metal Blade is probably still better, but Launcher is disgusting. I, I I will give it that. So is X7, and Metal Man's for Mega Man 2, so... True. Obviously better. <laughs> obviously better, yeah. Obviously better. God. <laughs> yes, I, I thought it was a little... Uh... Uh, a little redundant to add him to a favorites list because I feel like he is one of the most talked about. Ma- mainly, or mainly, mainly just because of his his weapon just being so overpowered and everybody talking about it. If you ever like, if you ever go back to like like a Nintendo countdown of like the coolest you know like powers that you get during any game of that era, that's usually one that comes up. So well, the one thing I didn't like was those uh, screws or whatever they were coming out from the ground kind of made that a staple. It's the first time I think that happened where you could refill uh, basically just stay in there little that maze toward the end and refill all your life and everything. I don't know. I um, still find those annoying. Oh, the little drill things. right? Yeah, the drills, not screws. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could be screws. I think. No, you mean fuse man. Like what? <laughs> I think that was a reference we had earlier. Screw. Yeah. <laughs> screw man. I love screw man. <laughs> But you know, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Metal Blade is that cliche, I, or Metal Man is that cliche. I if you were talking about power ups and you said Metal Blade, yeah, I think that's on everyone's list. But Metal I Man, you were gonna say like Guts Man or something. Yeah, yeah, Guts. I feel like Guts Man and Cut Man would always make these lists. I feel like well, they're, they're the OG. So mm-hmm. well, the real Cut Man is my man, who's not on the list, but he should be. Boomer Quanger has the coolest name and a sweet disco, <laughs> but. <laughs> He's the oh, real cut into me. So I asked my, I remember when I, you know, I played Mega Man X and I was like five when it came, when it came out. And uh, I remember asking my dad, you know, what's a Koanger? And he, <laughs> I don't know if he did this prior to Mega Man X came, coming out or after, but he kind of used the word <laughs> Koanger as a, like a colloquialism for penis. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, like when you when you go pee pee, you shake off your quanger. <laughs> so so uh, he got knocked down a couple spots on my list because of that. <laughs> your dad or quanger? But both, actually. <laughs> my dad is the best Mega Man boss. Nice, yeah. A little ruined your childhood right there. That's, right. that's hilarious, though. Yes. So I had to give I had to give quanger a shout out, but uh, the next one on my list is actually going to be Tengu Man. Nice. Nice. So, Chuck, have you even played have you played Mega Man 8? <laughs> no, I've definitely played Mega Man 8. Okay. Yeah. He's he's uh he's probably my favorite designed boss from that game. He looks cool. I mean, I yeah. don't even know what he's really supposed to be. He kinda looks like a mismatch shrine of all guardian. kinds of the Tengu is like a shrine guardian in Japan. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like kind of like a lion thing. I'm not 
I don't know that fully. You know, it's just like the Japanese. I feel like I should have known that, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happens. But yeah, I mean, he looks really cool. Um, His stage is my favorite stage from Age. It's basically just a side-scrolling shooter through half of it, which is really freaking cool. And you get the power-ups, and everyone can kind of join in on the fun. You get Rush, Auto, Eddie, Beat, and just kind of roll through and go through that. I don't know. Do you guys like that part? I I actually do. I do. I uh, it kind of it feels a little inconsistent with the pacing, but I love. I actually love that part. I I, I like shmups though, or shoot 'em ups. Yeah. Um, but like, I thought that was an interesting take. I'm glad that Mega Man never did that again in a way. Uh, but also, Beat is busted during that part. Yeah, he you just get, destroys everything. <laughs> he, he wrecks it. He definitely wrecks it. <laughs> well, there's one part in there with like the bat when the bats are flying at you and you have to move very articulately, or you just get eaten by the stage. I feel like that gives a lot of people PTSD. <laughs> I don't remember having that much trouble with that, but it's not. Yeah, it's not that bad. But I, I can see it catching you off guard if you're not quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. But yeah, Tinku Man himself, though, he looks cool. I mean, he's not very... He's not the most difficult boss in the world, that's for sure. If you do get caught in some of his moves, though, he can he can do some pretty cool stuff to you with um, getting hit in that... I don't know, whatever that... I don't know what you call it. Where he wind circle? At you. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. The lost called... for words there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... Um, what do you call it? Uh, the Storm Owl's weapon from X4. Uh, but that thing, yeah, it could instantly kill you by dragging you off the edge. Yeah, and I mean, himself, if you get caught up, if he gets you with his, um, the power that he gives you, the name of it's escaping me, he can basically, tornado um, yeah, tornado hold, that's right. Mm-hmm. He can get you all the way up there and then smash you back to the ground, which looks pretty cool, even though he basically never does it because he's pretty easy. But yeah, Tinker Man overall was, um, I always thought a, a cool level and a well-designed uh, of the character, not necessarily the boss fight itself, but yeah, he was one of my favorites. I thought a standout for mate. Yeah, any other Are thoughts, guys? Or uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. I like clown man. Excellent man. Oh, oh yeah, the voices in eight. I guess we could touch on a little bit. Just oh, Tegumin probably has one of the better voices. That's and... true. He just sounds um, just very Canadian, I'd say. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> a mean Canadian kid. <laughs> Yeah. A super arrogant Canadian kid. If he just said like a boot and hoose or something and ended it with an A, that would have been awesome. He's no <laughs> Dr. Wiley in there, but uh. Well, tornado hold. Well, that's <laughs> Chicago. I, I, I'm repping myself here. Oops. <laughs> yeah, Tigger Man's cool. He was in Mega Man and Base as well. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's... Forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, him and who else was in that? Astro Man and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a... I. I do recommend if you have not heard the Saturn version of that song is very good. I don't believe I have it. Yeah, that's another catchy track too. I I would recommend playing the Saturn version of Eight in in general. It just is kind of better, um, and there's more stuff in it. So if you haven't done that, you owe yourself. If you like Eight, if you don't like Eight, mm-hmm. by all means, it's not going to change your mind. No, but... I love Eight. I think Eight's a a very good game and gets a lot of hate for no apparent reason, just because they changed it up a little bit. But they, yeah, I I agree. I used to be kind of anti Eight, but I I like it now. It's not one of my favorites, but it's actually on the bottom of my list. But it's still really good. So. I actually really like Seven and Eight, which both kind of get thrown under the bus a little bit. Ooh, seven's good. So, seven, just, seven this, desk original Mega Man game. 
You yeah, I think a hot take. Maybe not. I one of our dudes or one of the co-hosts with me here, he his favorite seven, and the other the other our other host is seven is in his top three. I'd put seven in my top three also. So I guess it's not that much of a hot take. Well, yeah, maybe against maybe you're among like fans, but maybe like people who've only played a couple Mega Man games probably not as into us rock man noobs. We pick seven. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, well, actually, no, that changes things, huh? I don't know. That's an interesting study. That's the science has not caught up to us yet. I can't give you a definitive answer. Well, I I think in Buck's defense, I think we actually. Uh, gained a lot more appreciation for Seven later on after it had been out for a few years. Like all of the secrets and stuff in Seven really put it over the over the top. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's hidden in there, and well, like just the hidden touches too on the levels, and yeah, just it, you can kind of burn through the trees, and just some small touches. And, so I, and I would say it's the it. only soundtrack that is probably comparable to Two. It oh, it's a so very good, good one. It's so good. So funny tidbit about that game. That game had the shortest development time of any of the Mega Man games. And you would, yeah, you would not be able to guess it. I think it was developed and made completely from start to scratch in about four to six months, which is absurd. Because those are those guys, because that's insane. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I know six X six gets a lot of flack because a lot of people say they didn't have enough time to test it and do all that kind of stuff, which is true. But you know, like I always like to bring uh, seven up as a counterpoint, and two as well. Two didn't have a long development time either. So sometimes it's maybe <laughs> maybe the ninety five hour work weeks, one hundred thirty hour work weeks are uh, <laughs> are integral to good game design. I don't know. I guess it's going on at Rockstar now, and everyone seems to love Red Dead, so I don't know. There you go. Uh, not Telltale, though. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I think R. it's my turn now, right? I think so. I yep. just, like, I, if you didn't turn this off this podcast already, I just made you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going back to Mega Man X. Uh, I want to preface this choice by saying that... Boomer I have, Swanger. <laughs> close actually by the way Kwanger is uh kind of, it's like a cockroach basically um okay, makes sense but yes but two of my greatest fears in life and are needles and the second is bugs um hate bugs i i've been robbed at gunpoint before i can tell you that i was less scared of that than i was when i like see a centipede over my bed but um <laughs> that being <laughs> that being said, hey, I live in Chicago. What can I say? But that being said, uh, Magnus Centipede, I love. It. I just love his design. He looks so sleek. He's very interesting. One of the most unique fights in the game, albeit very annoying. Uh, really cool stage, although frustrating. That's what I was gonna say. I love that stage. Oh, so did the craters of X two because they reuse it like five times. <laughs> Uh, and in, what is it, five, X5, I think there's kind of like an homage, or maybe it was, no, it was, uh, X8. Uh, they kind of homage, they had a homage to it. But I just, I don't know, I, lo- I love his design. I like, he looks a little bit different than the other Mavericks. Uh, he's like a, a, an agile, quick, like, illusory dude. Just, just a really cool fight in general. And like, I don't know, maybe, it, for me to say that, I feel like it's a big thing because of how much I hate bugs and centipedes are probably like my least favorite thing on the planet. So <laughs> you got to give 
Credit where it's due. No, I mean, yeah, no, it's a cool a, design. He looks badass. Yeah, he's a standout from X2. I mean, I I do like X2 a lot, but it felt like... It just didn't feel as epic as the original, I guess. Let me down just a tad as a follow-up, and I thought X3 actually picked it up a little bit. I know, mm-hmm. apparently. Not a popular opinion, but uh, <laughs> I do love all three of them on SNES. Yeah, I think X2... I like X2 more than X3, but I... I feel like X2, it didn't do much to innovate, but it kind of refined the formula a little bit. Just was like a really solid take. Um, a little bit sophomoric, for sure. Uh, I, mean, I do like the Shoryuken over the Hadouken, but Ken greater than Ryu. But a, that's different. I'm different day Ryu for camp. that one. I'm on the Ryu camp, honestly. What? Get off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll make this one episode. You got, you're, I'm going after this. Uh, no, I, but I, I do think the Shoryuken is a little bit more interesting because it's a little harder to pull off, so there's the risk versus reward is much higher. It feels a lot less broken. Um, it doesn't like instantly one-shot everything like Hadouken does, too. You need to really set it up. That's true. Uh, so it gives like a little bit more balance, too. Um, but no, I, oh, one other cool thing about Magnus Centipede, and I really, uh, this is a small touch, but like when he, when you go into his stage and he like warps in and like puts his tail up and clicks it, it's badass, man. It's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger move of Mega Man X. (laughs) It's like a one liner, a visual one liner. (laughs) Just like a reference to like Commando or something from the 90s. Yeah. So, oh, that's another thing. All like all the X one and two bosses are incredibly '90s, and I love that about them. That that's very true. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. Actually, when you guys were were talking about you know how X two, at least for you, Buck, was a little bit of a letdown from X. I think it's it's important to the argument there just to realize just like how much effort and how just like of a a gem Mega Man X ended up being on its their first outing refining the series like everything was going to be a letdown after that well, and they, they nailed it right out of the gate and i'm sure they had way more uh you know time to develop it too i'm sure x2 was considerably shorter but i don't know it, it was uh, x2 was yeah but x1 also had a huge crunch um that's a story for another time, though. But I will say that, like, uh, the, a lot of the ideas in that game were sort of last minute, a lot more last minute than you might realize, which is kind of crazy. And it speaks a lot to how good its design is, because that game is often looked at as like a touchstone of video game design, like teaching through example and like laying out things in a specific way. And X2 doesn't really do that, but it because it didn't have to. It's refining a formula, and yeah, it is. It's like. It's like opening up a show with your best song in a way, you know, it's like the rest of the show is going to be great. But if it's a band you like, but like, you know, you kind of start from the top and then (laughs) you're heading down. X X2 also. I mean, I did. I did love X2. I remember actually uh, got X2 for I remember I had to get straight A's on the, the last quarter in first grade. And then my dad got me X2. It's like a gift, basically. And I remember playing it all summer after that so i mean it's definitely still i love that game i still don't think it holds up quite as well as is x1 yeah if you have that cartridge hold on to it because that's like 85 bucks for just the cart because of the fx chip and there's a little oh, bit yeah. more rare so good call if you have it yep we got that um 
I don't know how many copies you have, Chuck. You, your dad, freaking. Well, I got more of seven. I'm, hoard, so I'm hoarding half the population of Mega Man Seven in my Hand basement. Three and everything else. Yeah. Good lord. Ooh, seven is, is expensive too, actually. So good call. Yeah, they all just yeah. shot up out of out of nowhere. It felt like X Three has always been expensive, but the others just kind of the last few years really shot up. Yeah, I I'm very fortunate. I have all the X games and most of the classic games with complete in box from when I was a kid. Missing a couple things for the classic games, but could always get them. I do have Mega Man 1 full everything, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, I don't. I only have the classics. I only have three that's complete, and then uh, have all the SNES ones complete, but yeah, not the classics. Yeah, well, th- uh, X3 is very... So I think it's like 350 complete in box, so... Yeah, X3 has just gotten ridiculous, but yeah, I just have all the X's and 7 from just growing up, and then I have Mega Man 3 I just got a few years back before... Just the gaming market exploded when our generation got some money and then made all the prices get ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, millennials. See what we've done? We've just done it again. All right. Uh, so sorry for sorry for that tangent. Let's get the next ones out. Thanks, Magnus Centipede too. <laughs> yeah. All right, my next one. Sticking with the X Games X Five. Uh, this is probably my favorite designed boss from the X series. And that would be Spiked Rosa Red or Axel the Red from X5. He is, I feel like he was designed after uh, Simon from Castlevania Judgment. That's what he reminds me of. I know we were talking about that. Castlevania reference. <laughs> but he's like the best Mega Man Castlevania reference. He's a whip user. Uh, he, he's got belts all over him. He, lo- he looks ridiculous. He's got... If someone would have told me, they're like, yeah, we're going to design a, a boss that's, you know, basically designed after a rose. I would have figured something very effeminate, even though he probably has some effeminate features. He's actually pretty interestingly designed. I think he's pretty cool. And the fact that he actually has a lot of cool powers to him as well. Like he can uh, he can evade. He can make or like he can go invisible. He can make clones of himself. Uh and he's got a lot of cool powers overall. The only thing I really don't like about the boss is that he gives X like this little like spiky, like bowling ball he shoots out. Yeah. But Zero gets that cool clone. Power. Yeah, Zero gets that cool like clone hologram, which is kind of useful. But yeah, X is sucked. Uh, I hate. No, I think the X or Zero's weapon there is even worse because I think that's the thing that makes it harder to saber dash cancel. Um. But yeah, that's it, it is a very interesting boss cuz like it's a, he's like a mix of like three different kind of archetypes. He's like the what do you like illusions archetype where he splits into clones and then he's got the quick agile guy archetype and then the sort of long range whip thing that some bosses do. So he is very interesting. And I love Guns and Roses. So I mean, there you are. There you there go. You have- not as big on Guns N' Roses, but yeah, he was definitely a cool boss. They should have had a sweet child of mine playing in the background or something. But <laughs> no, nice all time. Chinese Welcome democracy. to the jungle, man. Yeah, should have been yeah Chinese democracy, there you go. <laughs> the whole album, yeah. We can get that for X7, just throw it all on there. Yeah, please leave it there. Please leave it there. Put all the dumpster fires together, please. <laughs> that is, yeah, that that would be the song. I have a friend who loves that album, by the way, so uh, <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he listens to this and is just like stirring in his seat like... <laughs> Fuming. Continue stirring, sir. Please. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, the next one's going to be uh, my first one from the X-Series. And when I was going through here, I was kind of surprised that I actually remembered a lot more of the bosses I felt like from the original series, and I prefer the X-Series. I thought that was was kind of odd. That the, the one I picked out from the X-Series was uh, Cyber Peacock from X4. Oh, nice. Speaking of effeminate bosses, that, he's, supposed <laughs> to be, he's supposed to be like that. Even though yes. he's a peacock, male peacock, obviously. It's, it's kind of like a coup wanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cyber Peacock definitely has a coanger, that's for sure. Yes. He wouldn't have the, the colored pinions if it wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, his his level, though, was just the, the system where it grades you for basically how well you do and not getting hit. I thought that was a cool touch, and that was the... I know Mega Man's wrist basically seems like it's set in the future all the time, but at the time that felt like an even more uh, futuristic cyber world than the rest of Mega Man. So I thought that Ooh, was a yeah. cool touch. That's a good call. I never kind of thought about that. That that is like the first jump to like, you know, almost 4D kind of stuff, like almost Twilight Zoney, you know, rather than just like futuristic robots. Yeah, exactly. And you got kind of almost made me feel like. Kind of introducing the internet, which was kind of untouched yes. territory at that time, which like this is pretty freaking cool. Inside of a computer circuitry, yeah, I, I guess uh, you see some of that a little bit, but not nearly as as heavy. That's also very nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> and yeah, Cyber Peacock himself. I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool design for a a peacock to be a dude and still look somewhat tough. I mean, I think they pulled it off. Um, the fight itself, I don't remember. A whole lot to it. I know he can kind of do the almost like Dragon Ball Z powering up where his uh, feathers come out at you, but I don't remember him being uh, super lethal. He does give you a... No, he's a, very easy. A pretty decent power, at least for Zero. I don't, what's he give you for X? Is it the... Split uh, body? It's oh, okay, gotcha. out, uh, like a double... Yeah, him. the hologram of himself, basically. Which is a cool, cool thing in concept. Didn't turn out very great. I mean, it's amazing against Sigma, that's for sure. It blows him away. But uh, yeah, I, I like the charge version of that, where it, like X, like splits off, but it's just never useful and terrible in practice. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a shout out to like TN from Dragon Ball Z, but it's uh, it does about <laughs> as well as TN does usually, so it doesn't work right, out. So well. Right. That's, that's does it reference. does it just create like a stationary clone, or does it like shoot out like a like an AI like set of clones or something? So it like freezes that. Mega Man X in place, and then you control the clone who could only shoot little Buster shots. Yeah, incredible. It was, it was, like yeah. you said, sweet concept. Just the execution wasn't as well as it could have been, probably. No, not quite there. The one in Mega Man and Base kind of improved on that idea a little bit. Copy Shot or whatever. That one was a little bit better. But yeah, it, it is a really cool... It's a really interesting boss, too, Cyber Peacock. And interesting... Uh, fight's a little easy, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's one yeah. of my favorites in that yeah. game. A cool concept in general. And I think X4... I'd say X4 is my favorite X game. But I don't know. That's probably a, a talk for a different day. But yeah, Cyber Peacock—he just uh, stood out as being pretty cool. Pretty cool boss fight there. He was your boy. All right. Um, okay, so I guess this is the last. Couple. This would this last, would last round, huh? yeah. Unless you have some honorable mentions that you want to make at the end, that's that's fine. We're open to that. But yeah, this will be the last round for both of us. Or all okay. of us. All three of Look, us. you're not involved. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you're done. I'm not real. Uh, I'm the, I'm like the uh, the split body copy here. 
Um, so mine is a tie. Uh, I won't go into that much detail, uh, but I'll say that it's a tie between... I didn't actually originally have this written down. It just came to me. For, it's a tie between Splash Woman from 9 and Sheep Man from 10. Uh, Splash Woman, just really interesting design. I love the trident. Uh, I think it looks really cool. Laser Trident is one of my favorite weapons. It looks great. It kind of functions like a very quick charge shot. It just, uh, I don't know, just appeals like a little kid. Like, oh, that's so cool in me. <laughs> and she just, she's like a sort of siren mermaid thing. Just an interesting design. I The first female robot master, which we could always use more of uh, without being like, overly like feminine like she doesn't have like giant anime titties you know like <laughs> or anything like that um yeah, this she's... is a cool cool fight uh and sheep man just i don't know i hated him so much at first i know was it both of you guys who haven't played 10 or just no I've, I've played in b10 okay that's right sorry um there's a lot of things to keep track of mentally here um <laughs> But yeah, no, Sheep Man is, is great. Like, it's a really interesting fight. It, it, the pacing is a little off on it, but it's fun. It, it, he's, I just love the, like, Philip K. Dick reference with Sheep Man. Like, the, the android stream of electric sheep, and he's literally an electric sheep. It's a really interesting concept. And they put him in this, like, computer, another computer level, uh, which is somehow more 90s than a game that was released <laughs> in the 90s. I don't know how that turns out, but yeah. So th those those are my two favorite. I didn't think that Cheap Man would be that high up there, but here we are in 2018. Yeah, I didn't. Those didn't are some interesting coming. I think both of them are actually pretty interesting. Uh, I don't think probably most people would put those near the top. But kudos to you, sir. It was hard making this. I'm gonna hate my list tomorrow. Well, that's what I was thinking too. I literally decided on the end of my list about, you know. Oh, a half hour before we started, so there we go. Yeah, oh. definitely uh, cool choices there, and I'm gonna have to go revisit, bust out the Wii, and uh, maybe revisit Mega Man Nine and Ten. You can always get the second Legacy Collection. That's true. <laughs> I could do that too. It's on the Switch. It plays really well on the Switch. Do it. Capcom paid me to tell you this. <laughs> Konami didn't pay me, but I'm going to bust out the Wii and I'm going to play Castlevania Adventure Rebirth because that's the only game that I need to go back to. Don't jump on a pachinko machine and let it's time to duel. Let's get some Yu-Gi-Oh cards out here. Just get your Konami shirt. And we'll be good to go. <laughs> you, you know what? There is something to be said for Yu-Gi-Oh, but not for pachinko machines. <laughs> Just oh, man. So Pachinko Man is yours then. He's your number one, right? Uh, no, just Kaiba. Is okay. my Said my number one robot master? Uh, no, my my number one <laughs> robot master is actually from Mega Man Seven. Kind of makes okay. sense, and that is going to be Slash Man. Nice Slash Man. While I think he's not as interesting looking as Neon Tiger, they're basically not that <laughs> different of a boss. Except he doesn't. I don't think he actually has any ranged attacks. He has the, my favorite stage in Mega Man. I'm a sucker Ooh, for it. dinosaurs. So, yeah, no, it's super cool. that you know, they, they recreate or they try to recreate in a Mega Man sense, you know, that T-Rex chase 
in that slow kind of awkward plot it is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just fighting all the different dinosaurs. And that's, man, that theme is awesome too. It's pretty incredible. But yeah, the boss battle is actually pretty interesting. He's a very, he's a very mobile boss. And I liked, I liked what they did with like the, the top of the stage being covered. Where so like when he does his like backflips up and down the wall, you can't quite tell where he's going to come down. So you kind of have to guess a little bit more. I can see why that would be a little frustrating for people, but I think they give you enough leeway to be able to uh, dodge with enough timing. And you can mash out of that egg too. But that fight is like probably the most one of the most difficult fights to beat Buster only in the whole series, I would say. At least Robot Masters anyway. Yeah, I'd- I definitely agree with that because it's it doesn't have a it means got a pattern there, but it's not a super easy pattern. And then the eggs are obviously annoying if you get hit by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, it's no shadow, man. Don't get me wrong, but it's it is a little tough. Yes, definitely. I didn't. That's nice to get seven some love. Yeah, I didn't know Slash Man, Neon Tiger. Yeah, yeah I also I also go. like the fact that Slash Man just gives you like a melee weapon with X. Like, yes, I always appreciate that. That's cool. Yeah, like that's why I like Flame Sword a lot too. Um, but I just noticed you're like, gun- I love Guns and Roses, and then you say Slash Man, so I think you're a little biased, man. Nailed it. <laughs> biased man. That, Slash that man. man. Yes, Slash Man is my sweet child. I'm gonna have a Konami shirt and no pants. Biased man. <laughs> Konami, I'm still not happy with you, regardless of what <laughs> you're saying. I'm still not happy with you. Same. Same. All right, so I guess I'll uh, finish off here. And mine's going to be from uh, Mega Man 3, which is my favorite of the original series. And that's going to be Gemini Man. Ooh, that's my least favorite fight in the game, in in the whole series, Buster only. Oh, he could be so freaking annoying. (laughs) But such a freaking cool concept, too. Especially, I feel like, when it was done at the time of Mega Man 3. Apparently, the theme is, I like when people can kind of split forms. Apparently, that's cool. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always thought Gemini Man, I think his design looks really cool. I know his power didn't really uh, do a whole lot. It was that laser that just kind of bounces around the stage that I never really cared for. But uh, he was my boy in Mega Man Soccer. So that always helped out, too. <laughs> he was fast as hell, if I remember it correctly. <laughs> yeah, so, and shout-outs to you, Chuck. I believe you gave me that for like my birthday in like sixth grade or something. He gave me a box copy of Mega Man Soccer. Wow. That's a great present, That's but also answer. like a, an FU present, too. <laughs> oh, fucking no, I, I played it before that. And I loved it. So I was like, I know you'll love it. <laughs> I, I love that game, like unironically. It's great. <laughs> it's no mutant league hockey, but it's a sweet game. <laughs> well, what really is, you know? That's true. <laughs> but yeah, Jim and I, man, um, basically the boss is why I like him. The stage, I wasn't a big fan of like the um, all the eggs through there and uh, basically just the little frogs and everything and but the boss himself of just the design and the just the cool factor of Gemini Man. I don't even have a good reason. I just like him. Number one. Over the I top. I felt that about every one of my choices. I was like, they're cool. They're cool. I like it. Well, I feel like I could justify so some of them with good stages and music and Gemini Man's like, nah, I just really like him. He actually has a really cool like aesthetic to the stage, but like yeah, the enemies are really annoying. The tadpoles from those little eggs, those are super annoying. Yes. Yeah, that stage is ooh man. That that caused an episode with me when I was a kid. 
<laughs> I had quite the episode on that stage. I, it, 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 I'm sure you know the parts with the fish jump at you. Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, <laughs> the war flashbacks. It's the cheap level design at its finest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, well, so what about some honorable mentions or like weird categories for you guys then? Like, one of the things I was thinking was like, what's your favorite actual boss to fight or something like that? Okay, mm. fair enough. Put yeah, so, so we can go with like special stages and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. I'll let you go first. Insert Chuck Jeopardy. Insert Jeopardy music. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna ding my buzzer here then. Uh, oh, go for it. Uh, so uh, it's not I, how I, Final Jeopardy works. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this it's a twist on the on the tried and true formula. Uh, but I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll talk about my least favorite bosses and man, they all are pretty much the same boss. <laughs> like literally hard man, dive man and pump man. Like I didn't even intentionally mean this to be a thing, <laughs> but they all look the same and they're all terrible fights, terrible, uninspired bosses, bad fights. I just hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, so that those are my worst ones. My favorite fights are torch man, Fuse Man and Tundra Man from Eleven. Those are great. Uh, Tundra Man actually almost made my list. Sheep Man ended up kicking him out. <laughs> and my favorite name, Overdrive Ostrich. Such a good name. Such a good name. I had this idea, like I started getting into guitar pedals and I wanted to try to make a pedal. This didn't pan out because I'm useless at soldering. But I wanted to make like a series of pedals based on uh, effects pedals based on Mega Man X bosses. So like there'd be like an overdrive pedal, which is kind of like light distortion, basically. Uh, that would be overdrive ostrich. Like a chorus or reverb pedal would be crystal snail. Um, oh, that would have been epic. Yeah, and like a phaser would be magnus centipede or something. So never never did it. Nobody would buy them. I'm not that good, but it was just a thought. So th <laughs> those are my categories. You guys can take them if you want or make your own. Well, best name I still think goes to Boomer Quanger because <laughs> who can beat that? Yeah, true. that name is just ridiculous. I just... Well, there's a lot of people who can beat a Boomer Quanger. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a good point. Sorry, <laughs> low hanging fruit. You know, <laughs> favorite boss fights. Man, let's see. I'm trying to think of ones where it'd basically be Buster only and just be. A lot of cool gimmicks and just a really good time. And I was gonna say I really like Sigma from X3. That's one of my favorite final bosses. I think I like, uh, Sigma from X4 is my personal favorite Sigma. Just the whole fight overall with the starting out with the Grim Reaper and very Castlevania. <laughs> I, I yeah. said it ironically, but it is true. Uh, I, I was actually just talking about that fight the other day. Uh, the when he like. When you go into like post-apocalyptic Gunner Sigma part, the, the last part of it, and like the music stops, and then everything is still, and you have control for what, which is weird. You never really get a control. You never really get control of your character in a Sigma fight. So it's like, uh oh, you better make sure you're ready. And then you get to him, and he's like, like tremble with terror, you are finished. And then it just drops that beat, and it's like, it's so hype. It's so it high. It's like one of the best final bosses ever. 
uh, most frustrating, frustrating, came and talk, most frustrating <laughs> fights. Um, I remember King for Mega Man and Bass being Yo. super annoying. I can't even really remember why. It's been a long time since I played him, but I still just have hate there, and I can't even remember it. King Jet is considered, like, top three worst bosses in the series, so I don't blame you. Gate, <laughs> Along with Gate. Gate, that fight sucks. Yep, Gate is, uh, you know, not the most fun thing ever. No. <laughs> Blaze Heatnik's almost made my list, though. I think that's a cool robot mess. Or Maverick, rather. Yeah, for sure. No, he is. I think um, the battle with General in uh, X4, I always like that one, especially Zero. General's voice is so... Everyone's voice is amazing. <laughs> you know, people always quote the Iris line, but I think my favorite line in that game is, uh, it's like, but I have no choice. The way he says it <laughs> is... <laughs> it's hard to beat Dr. Wowie for Mega Man 8, though. Yeah, you, you can't touch it. It's like the undisputed king of terrible <laughs> voice acting, for sure. How did they bring those people back? Like, you guys did such a great job. You should do X4. I well, What it was is I think they were just part of the translation team. Uh, and they, they, like, they were in the studios or whatever recording studio. They probably recorded <laughs> it, like, at, on their computer with, like, a $4 Logitech mic. But uh, I think they just... You know, they had them there and they're like, we're doing eights or we're doing X4. You might as well do eight because X4 came out before eight. Uh, so that's what happened, I think. <laughs> or they hired people off the street. Like, <laughs> literally, I, it's very likely. <laughs> you have a speech impediment, sir. Come on in. Let's let's do some voice acting. <laughs> It wasn't even, he forgot his line. And they used, <laughs> it, you know what? It's not even the actor's fault. It's the, whoever was in charge of either recording or directing those voice sessions, they were like, yeah, that, that's a good take. Yeah. Well, well, that, okay. He stutters here three times and forgets Mega Man's name. Let's just take this line. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. I think they only had the recording booth for like 12 minutes. So they did. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that, that could have been it. <laughs> Guns N' Roses were recording Chinese Democracy, which they later scrapped and uh, <laughs> re-recorded later, and that's why they couldn't do it. Makes <laughs> perfect limited. sense. Axl Rose is taking up too much time. <laughs> so you got any other honorable mentions to bring up, guys? I'm off the top of my head. Nah. I'm sure I do. I just uh, wasn't ready for it, so not, not off the top of my head. I, 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 I like Nightman. Nightman level oh. reminds me of Shovel Knight. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, it, does the order that follow? Did you play that game before or after Shovel Knight or before it? Oh, it was the first Mega Man game I ever played. So it oh, was that's way right. before way Shovel Knight. Before. Yeah, right. Unless you have. Yeah, some but time. I looked back. I looked back at like a YouTube video of the level today. And I'm like, oh my god, that looks like just like the first like three levels of Shovel Knight. This is awesome. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. But yes. Nightman overall, the boss battle sucks. So <laughs> he's a wimp. A yeah. uh, funny story, though, uh, Nightman is the only boss in that game that doesn't follow, like, every boss has a thing where they don't do an attack more than two times, or maybe it's three times, but Nightman is completely random. He can do the same thing over and over and over and over again if you get unlucky. Doesn't he only have, like, jump and, like, mace throw? Yeah, but he can get stuck in that loop the whole time, so it's like... He, it's funny how that ends up being the, like, he's the most random boss and also probably one of the easiest ones 
But Nightman's cool. I like all of six, honestly. Six is it, it's. I, I know again, it's crowdsourced, but there's a lot of good, a lot of good calls there. Maybe not Tomahawk Man, but the rest are cool. I even think his design <laughs> doesn't hold up cool. so well. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. Uh, but it's not the worst thing. Or it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not great. That's true. I would rather. I mean, it's no Yamato man, that's for sure. <laughs> we see like Redneck Man in there too, and <laughs> just had all our bases covered. That should have been the 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 American entry to the series was was Redneck Man <laughs> or Shotgun <laughs> Man. Shotgun Man <laughs> drives up in like a beat up pickup and gets out with a shotgun. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> Donut man, I don't know. All all my UK friends always make jokes about us eating donuts, and I'm like, I don't know. Like English breakfast, man. There's a lot of calories. yeah. We do tea and crumpets over there, so I mean, I guess it's it's kind of the same thing. We just make fun of that. So well, I guarantee you, most of us probably don't eat donuts probably nearly as much as they eat that. We'll have to do some really hard data on that. Yeah. <laughs> send out a poll right some, some science throw some on some average how many donuts do you eat every month <laughs> what about okay, last thing what is, what are your least favorite ones then least favorite donuts or robot masters oh. <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah. jelly filled well, i don't like crispy uh, <laughs> cream sucks i agree i like crispy like cream it's we not my favorite by a, donut, a, a but... local place here called the Donut Bank, and they have freaking delicious donuts. Dude, at least I live there now. You're in Florida, incredible. So. Well, no, I, well, I live right by it too. I went there all the time uh, while I was in Evansville, and uh, dude, their uh, sour cream donuts are incredible. Sour? I haven't tried that. The fruit fritters are amazing. Those are good too. But I think and they have awesome coffee. They have like blueberry coffee there that is to die for. <laughs> I hope I the Donut sound... Bank never gets robbed. That's just what I hope. There's like 16 of them here, so we're good. I got one like I'm half a mile from my house, so <laughs> I think we're I okay. Heard of it. I had never heard of it. I don't think that extends to Chicago, so no, I think it's just local to uh, like the southern Indiana area, and they have like a ton of them around Evansville here. Do you guys have Stan's Donuts? No, Stan's. They have a lemon pistachio donut that is one of the best things I've ever had. So. I don't love lemon flavored things, but otherwise it's probably I do, so. it's subtle though. It, like when you you don't, it's kind of just sort of complements the the pistachio a little bit. Um, yeah, like le- I wouldn't like a lemon donut, but like, the, it's like very mild. But the pistachio is really what makes it. I mean, I was sold at lemon, so I'm good. There you go. I'm apparently a rep for Stan's Donuts and Capcom now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who I am. Nice. All right, so what was the original question there, though? Uh, what is your one. your least favorite <laughs> robot master? But I've uncovered so much about you guys now. <laughs> hmm. Favorite. Oh, I think I know. Hold on, I gotta look it up first because I don't remember the name. Oh no, I do. I think Splash Warfly from X Seven is oh. probably one of the lamest oh. designs of all time. But uh, you could say that for. Tornado Tunyon, you could save that for pretty much half of that roster. I mean, I was going to go with uh, just worst designs and lamest characters. I got to give a shout out to Split Mushroom. <laughs> I love Split Mushroom. Y'all haters. <laughs> He's freaking terrible. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
He makes Cyber Peacock look like the manliest guy ever next to Split Mushroom. Does he do cloning stuff? That's clone guy. He does. Yeah. So you don't love oh, him? Wait, did I say that Split Body is from Cyber Peacock? Yeah. Is that oh. it's for Split Mushroom, isn't it? That's for Split Mushroom. I, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I made a boo-boo. Oops. Not editing that out. This yeah. is classic. Alas. I've been... <laughs> They're frauds funny. over there. I'm confident. <laughs> I'm confident in my Mega Man fandom. I'm okay. I, 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 if I didn't admit to my mistake, then I would be not a true fan. Well, you but, can't remember every fact about 40 games, so that's what you think. But I have. Oh a... yeah. Well, I think you just proved me right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Did you already do yours? Your least favorite. Your yeah. Least? I said Hardman, Diveman, and, and Pumpkin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. They're, I think Splash Warfly is worse. Splash Warfly well, Splash Warfly is literally the worst fight in that game and almost <laughs> made me like, break a controller because it, it's so frustrating. You hit him once and he just like runs around and he jumps in and he makes a terrible, annoying sound. Like Everything about that fight is horrendous. That's why I picked it without actually fighting him. Yeah, you, you <laughs> played that game. Yeah, I did it just based on design. Like, I don't really don't want to put myself through that. that wait, thing. wait. Okay, he's bad design-wise, but Tornado Tunyon is, oh, man, that is like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> that is so bad. That might be worse <laughs> than Heartman. <laughs> and I'm just mad that we haven't got Softman. You know, I'm just kind of upset. I think they should just have like a... Yeah. <laughs> just like a Mega Man boner edition. Just put them all in there. <laughs> I just again, Boomer Quanger is the the cover he's, art. He's the Sigma. <laughs> so we've covered boner jokes, and we've got most of the things, and ice cream and donuts. So that's true. So we've really covered the trifecta. Yeah, yeah what American comedy it revolves around. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Perfect. I got that. Can I ask you guys a question here before we end up uh, wrapping this up then? Well, you yeah. keep doing it and we keep letting you, so I don't... Shit. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, are you? Get, this is unrelated to Mega Man, but I'm okay. just curious because this is, this is important field research. Are you getting Pokemon Let's Go? Yes. Uh, on Friday. Mm. Day one. Didn't it come out? Nope, comes out on Friday. Friday. <laughs> oh, I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was the 13th. No, it's the 16th. Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah, they're weird. They come out on us like Fridays. Nintendo does all their stuff now for some odd reason. Okay. All right. Well, hmm. I am not personally, but I applaud you guys for being brave fans. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, obviously, I'm not happy about the direction, but I'm going to give it a fair shake before I completely write it off. And I've lost a lot of love for the Pokemon series. You have, but you're a, what they call a Gen 1-er, basically. So. I'm, a, I'm a Kanto <laughs> man at heart. <laughs> they have the best donuts. A Manto. So, yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed about the fact that they're like remo removing random battles and they're trying to Pokemon Go. Dumb it down. Yeah, just, it's, extremely. It's, not, it's not the best choice, but I am... Uh, like the graphics look great. I like the fact that you can play at co-op on the couch. Thank you, Nintendo. I don't know how fun that's going to be though. Like, I'm interested to see like what 
the other person actually gets to do and how infrequently you're actually in like tag team battles. I don't know how it's going to work. How yeah. infrequently you're going to be in battles, period. Yeah, just uh, just with trainers and... I, I find it so strange that they put in Pokemon battles with like the legendary Pokemon. Like They're like, we need to make this epic. We're going to make this old school, but everything else, yeah, just wave your arm. It's like a zoo. Just, hello, just catch you. So, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, going to be giving it a, a shot on day one, and we'll probably do a podcast about it, so we'll see. Interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to hear what you guys think about it, because I don't have a whole lot of friends who are uh, actually going to be picking it up. Uh, <laughs> so it'd be good you know, to, to hear. I mean, I, I'm not completely negative about it, but the whole dummying out of abilities, because abilities are in the game, they're just dummied out. And IVs, or sorry, EVs are dummied out too, so... I'm actually okay with not having the EV train and like breed for IVs and stuff because I jumped in the competitive scene for a little while and that's kind of exhausting. It, I, it I, is, but I feel there's the same ways way about to abilities too. Like I, I mean, they're okay, but they don't really add much. So are you they, kind of a, a hardcore uh, Pokemon player then, or? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was, I played a lot of Showdown. Um, I was, yeah, I was that's what I pretty much play on anymore to avoid the hours of, of grinding if I don't do any, anything halfway competitive. But I have a, a very exhaustive living Pokedex with most of it, or not half of it, it has competitively trained stuff, all legit, because I put like thousands of hours into that. Um, but I mean, abilities add a whole lot to the game. I, EVs add a whole lot. Um, but... It's not the issue that the mechanic itself is bad, it's just that there's no customization with it. Like you can take out EVs and you can take out abilities, that's fine in their in the way that they like perform in the game where you have to like kill a wingle seventy times or like do the yeah. stu- stupid super like they could have they could have made it customizable in the menu or something. Just the way it does showdown basically. You pick the stats where you want your you know, your 252 into this and this and then go basically right exactly like that that's fine and like they could even simplify that more it's not the fact that it's not the fact that like that they're like trying to take that out that's a problem or it's not the fact that they're trying to make it simple is the problem it's the fact that they're taking it out completely and now everything is like kind of like how gen one was to begin with which is not really that deep so it kind of it's like a step and not forward. balanced at all. <laughs> and not balanced at all, yeah. Well, I imagine this will be much more balanced than the first game will be. Nah, yeah, I mean, but they've had, oh. what, 22 years to define, like refine it, so... Yeah. yeah it is what it is. I, I, I almost... I, I might cave because I just love Pokemon, but I didn't actually end up playing Ultra Sun and Moon. We don't blame you. Yeah, I, wasn't we, we that were good. talking. I don't know if you listened to one of our latest episodes. We were joking about like a Nuzlocke challenge with Sun and Moon because we never really, we bought them and never really played them. Yeah, it, it, I liked Sun and Moon a lot actually. I just don't. I don't know why I never stuck with it. Like once I got all the, once I filled out my Pokedex, I never did anything. I didn't. I uh, think I might have oh, just burnt out. Well, you played it a lot more than we did. <laughs> filled out your Pokedex. I don't know if we made it to the third island. Oh. <laughs> huh. Well, if you guys ever want to do an episode with Pokemon and you need a third person, another menage a trois, please, I would love to talk about Pokemon. Yeah, we could even do like a deep dive into competitive battling or something, so. Always down. Nice. I can sit on the sideline like a pro. 
<laughs> you can do some 10 minutes of research. You'll be I can happy. talk about Path of Exile for 35 minutes if we want to pad it out. Nice. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I'm good for that stuff. Should be cool. Yeah, it was great having you on, Joey. Appreciate yeah, you taking the time to uh, spend some time on the podcast, talk about a little Mega Man like you obviously enjoy doing. <laughs> Go ahead and plug yourself again, though. Let everybody know where they can find you. Sure. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast podcast jump. And you can find us on SoundCloud and uh, just jump and shoot soundcloud.com slash jump hyphen shoot. Uh, and we're on iTunes. You can just search jump and shoot podcast. I don't have a link for that because it's like a weird numbered link. Uh, and we should be up on Spotify within the next couple weeks or so. Um, but if you if you hit us if you hit us up on Twitter and you're having trouble downloading or streaming anything, I could always arrange something for you. Uh, and we also have a YouTube channel as well. Do you guys put up more than just uploads of the podcast, or do you guys also put up like like playthrough kind of Ooh, stuff for the games? So, so that is a work in progress. I didn't want to talk that much about it. Uh, we're no, actually, that's okay. You don't have to. I'm just I was just curious. Yeah, uh, but but the answer is not yet. So we have some stuff on Twitch. We have a couple things, but our goal right now is to get a playthrough of like a deep playthrough of each Mega Man game. And that's that's our end game. Sounds like a good time. Hopefully. You guys are streaming X7 over there. I'm going to just jump in and take a watch. Yeah, I, I think one of our hosts actually did stream X7. Uh, I wasn't around. Missed I it's because I missed it purposely, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it should be there. So uh, I, yeah, in the future, yeah. But for right now, we just have like we we have our episodes on YouTube, but you know it is what it is. All right. Well, yeah, you guys are a lot of places there. It's definitely a good sign. So they can find you a lot of different places, mm-hmm. and you can only find us a couple places. That's true. We're uh, on Twitter at Buckchuck Gaming. Uh, definitely leave us any comments there if you uh, like the content, any future episodes, or any anything you'd like to just suggest, um, comments, criticisms, whatever. We're definitely open to it. And we're also on um, the iTunes, Apple App Store, whatever you want to call it. And leave us a like, comment, review, all that jazz there. Definitely appreciate the people that did leave us reviews that got us um, listed as five stars in the algorithm there. So thank you everyone that did that. And all the reviews, the better, because I think it makes you uh, jump up in the whatever the Apple algorithms are. I don't know. I have a 4S, so not sure on that. But I think <laughs> Chuck could tell you a little more about it. Yeah, just uh, look up Buck and Chuck, and you'll probably find us. We should be the the uh, first results. You can look as a Buck and Chuck video games, Buck and Chuck gaming connection. You will find us. Uh, search results are actually uh, pretty easy to work with there. You can also find us on SoundCloud if that I is your. That every time. You do if that's your <laughs> preferred platform for listening to podcasts. That's no big deal. Uh, SoundCloud gives you the uh, opportunity to actually comment on individual episodes and start a conversation with us. Give us any comments directly on certain episodes. That's cool too. So either way you want to interact with us, uh, we definitely appreciate it. But also, uh, like Buck said, look us up on Twitter as well. Does anybody have any? Uh, Final comments to make before we sign off here. Just wanted to say it's been an absolute blast talking to you guys, and thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. We appreciate you coming on. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. 
yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Hopefully, we can work together in the future. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Always, For sure. always more than willing. Yes. Very cool. And as always, I'm Chuck, and I'm Buck, and you've been listening to the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>